Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. Porter. Good morning for me. Yes. Has everyone had a great start to the day? So good. Been all right. Uh, Not so much for Ashton. So good. Had to get a bus. Oh. An hour. You can stop there. Yeah. Had to get a bus. Yeah. Buses are the worst. It was pretty bad. But you're here now. I am. And it's exciting because there's lots of Silent Hill news and we're going to be able to talk about that a bit later on in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we talk about the sponsor this week, though, we do have a couple of things to quickly uh, mention. Uh, Firstly, the job listing is still open for the full-time staff writer. That is closing on Monday. So if you're listening to this on Saturday at the time of release and you haven't got your submission in yet or you're kicking your heels and you want to submit uh, an application, Do do it now. Right now. Because you are running out of time. Tat Appeal is open. We've had our first few pieces of tat through in the past couple of days. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you in advance. And uh, finally, our beloved Philip J. Reed, uh, who sadly passed away earlier this year, actually finished work on a book yeah. mm-hmm. uh, before before he passed away. Uh, we've been contacted by the publisher of that book. Uh, they're called Die Die Books. And there's a link in the description to a Kickstarter where they are funding this first wave of books. He's written about the 1940s horror film The Wolfman, yeah. I believe. Uh, so if you would like to help support Philip's work, then you can go and have a look at that link in the description. Uh, but it is time to talk about our wonderful sponsor. Yes. That allows us to keep these lights on. Uh, as is tradition, can Where anyone spot Dead Island 2 Dead the spider? Um, I actually I think can't. he might have gone to the big web in the sky. No, don't say that. No, he He's is still. very much alive, Island 2 the spider. <laughs> I won't have... Dead Island 2 the spider may be taking a week off. On an uh, adventure. Uh, two weeks off, because he wasn't here last week either. I thought we would... No. I thought we might have... Is that him? I thought we did that last week. Maybe, I don't know. We not? It's, well. it's like a bug's life. He's gone to the city and he's going to come back with some tough bugs. Mm. Can't wait yeah. for the, the parade circus. of spiders that invades this room eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashton, you have the ad read in front of you for this week. I do. Thanks, Ben. Um, so as you guys might have seen, the, I was going to say might and may then, and it came out funny. Mate, um, mate have seen... Might. There's been quite a lot of uh, Game Pass action recently. A lot of games hopping onto Game Pass. Plague's yeah. Tale, Requiem, Scorn, 
others Other as well. Yeah. Um, but you know who's been real, real quiet this week, considering how well Game Pass is doing? Who's that? CEO of Xbox, Phil Spencer. Oh, He's been right. really quiet. I've not really heard from him recently. Um, and that's because they're launching a uh, competitor to the new PlayStation exclusive that's coming out. Um, it's, of course, called Silent Phil. Silent Phil. <laughs> He's been quiet. That's He's been so awesome. quiet. He's been really quiet. Some would say uh, Silent, Silent Hill 2 remake is a PlayStation 5 yeah. exclusive. So, so they, they were like, what can we do? Back. Silent Phil. Silent Phil. Silent Phil 2 remake. Silent Phil f- for, is he at well? all concerned potentially that people outside of the core gaming ecosystem won't know what Silent Phil they won't know who he is everyone knows who he everyone Spencer. sorry my mistake everyone knows who he is Everybody knows I don't know what Phil you Spencer mean who, who doesn't know who Phil Spencer is that's true so this is bona fide hit yeah and it's bona going out on Game Pass yeah of course mm-hmm. day one on did you Game just, Pass did you just isolate bona from bona fide no I said bona fide just said bona fide back to you <laughs> oh I thought you went bona fide like that <laughs> oh maybe okay. I did slur it but that's it wasn't <laughs> It's just because of the bus, you yeah. know, it's just yeah, been a bus morning. Powering yeah, down, that's I am powering down. Uh, and also this isn't real. Oh, They're not releasing on. Silent Phil, but everyone does know who Phil Spencer is. Everyone knows who Phil Spencer everyone is. Knows he's, 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 the, he's the Father Christmas of video games. He comes he down the chimney and says, here you go. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's Persona 5. Leave yeah. some coal for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, you haven't been, if you don't have an Xbox in your household, yeah. you have to pay... Fifty nine ninety nine for Persona yeah. Five Royal with no upgrade part from the PS4 version you may already own. Phil, please, I I have Game Passes. I just don't have an Xbox. Phil, please, not good enough. And then he also attacks you too. Yeah, that's another thing that he does. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I didn't. He's a very violent man. Slanderous. Uh, but yeah. he's also silent. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not sponsored by Silent Phil. We're Mm-mm. actually sponsored by our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump, where for as little as one dollar per month you can submit questions to this podcast, and there's other tiers available as well. So please go and check them out speaking of submitting questions to this podcast peter mm-hmm. have you got one yeah i'm just gonna crack my can sorry i should i normally do this beforehand but okay do it rip it my dude oh, oh interesting you open it away from me. yeah I, yeah I, this happens to me all the time whenever someone oh. sees me open a can they go okay. why sorry. do you open cans like that i, uh, I didn't even easier think about that I, I always struggle to open cans. It's kind of embarrassing. Well, try I can't always get my thumb under I underneath. find it much easier to get my thumb under than, than my fingers. Fingies. Mm. Mm. Curious. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> question the first question that. about that. How first. do you open your can of juice? Yeah, uh, juice. That's what, that's what uh, Fraser says. Yeah. He, said, he calls every fizzy drink in a can a can of juice. On our way out of the office today, you were down here already. Was it you or Fraser said, uh, someone I commented, said you said. Someone commented saying that they love watching the YouTube version of the podcast because they like to see what kind of juice Peter's drinking every juice. week. Juice. Well, it's it's Fanta <sighs> every single week, except this week where they'd run out. So I've got a warm Pepsi Max. Mm-hmm. It's warm. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in, the in the fridge. Oh, do you not like the cherry one? No, I Gross. really like the disgusting. Cherry one. I, it's my it's my go to at the moment. There's also berry tango in them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like that. I've not tried that. It doesn't look it's that. Nice. That's fizzy it's squash. Might be okay. Like is it? it also gives me a head without fail. Gives me a headache. Yeah, see, cherry the cherry uh, Pepsi gives me a headache. So, oh. and should we finally do question one? <laughs> no <laughs> keyword. At, at this point, I kind of just want to talk about juice. Yeah, for the whole podcast. It's a juice, juice podcast. podcast. <laughs> Cameron Keyword says. Ni hao, Bap. I was watching the Golden Era documentary this week. Good job, Ben. Good Thank job, you. Ben. And loved the look at the development uh, development process uh, of an all-time classic. Which game would you like to... 
I will get have some the juice. Have, to, have a juice Hang break. On. A warm juice. Just have a juice break. He'll be okay. Mm, Can you give zero, us a... Zero <sighs> sugar, zero calories. It won't help me in any Maximum way. Maximum taste. Maximum taste, taste, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Which game would you like to see get a similar documentary? And what game do you feel you could talk about in a similar documentary? Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. Thank you, Mr. Keywood. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Keywood. Thank you. Well, my answers to those two questions are um, answers that come up relatively often in my um, question answering on the podcast because we've all got them, haven't we? We've all got those games. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Our go-tos. Um, my go-to for which game I feel I could talk about in a similar documentary. Not that I've actually seen the Colin Hero documentary, but uh, maybe... You have to yeah. pay money for it. So yeah, it's... but I have an idea of what it was probably like. Uh, I feel I could talk in a comparative way uh, about Sparrow the Dragon, the first game. Mm -hmm. I know lots of little strange details about that game. I know that originally he was going to be green, and then they changed him to purple so he wouldn't blend in with the grass. He was going to be called Pete the Dragon. Oh, so close. I mean, oh, you know, my God. He could have been. That would have been a dream. Spyro Austin over here. Mm. Yeah. The balloonist. So you jump in the hot air balloon. He was originally going to be a, the boatman, uh, this big sort of Viking man with horns on his helmet. But then I suppose the reason they changed that is because some of the worlds that you access with the balloonist are like halfway up a mountain. So you can't mm. sail a boat. Up That's a true. mountain. That's true. It's a bit river sticks as well. Yeah. Sort of it's a magical boat around. Yeah, you have to pay him a sort of silver coin or something. <laughs> um, but in terms of a game that I would like to see a documentary about, this is another one that's only, only come up quite recently in several answers of mine on the podcast. Kingdom Hearts, I think, would be a really interesting one to see. So when that game first came out, I had a demo disc for it um, from a PlayStation magazine or maybe an unofficial one. And they had a little bit of like talking heads from the development team and talking about how it was literally like, I think it was a bit of an elevator pitch, like someone from Square, or was it Square Enix? Uh, who was it at the time? What were they? When did they become? They were probably Square Enix. Yeah, Square I think Enix, they were Square I think. Enix. Yeah. Someone from Square Enix and someone from Disney were, were in a lift together, I believe. Yes, I've mm. heard this story. And they were like, we could, we could make a game. Um, Want to collab with me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what I think was really interesting, I remember this bit, there was a talking heads bit where a guy was saying, we had, we were, so I think this guy wasn't strictly Disney affiliated. He was maybe on the sort of the, it was square, originally. the square, mm. the square scene. square originally. Um, and he was saying, we were kind of under pressure from Disney to not sort of make the Disney characters overly violent. Yeah. Uh, or like to equip them with stuff that they shouldn't have. So he was like, so we, we were able to give Donald a wand because I think maybe he'd used one in a cartoon before. So they were like, we can do that. Mm. And then they had to give Goofy a shield. He wasn't allowed a sword. He wasn't yeah. allowed a sword, but he's allowed a shield. And so I always thought that when I was when I first played the game, I thought it was strange that he just had a shield and no weapon and he was using that as a weapon. Mm. And I think actually if you're really into your kind of military history and like, you know, your your weapon history, there's probably lots of interesting cultural things where shields alone were actually used as weapons and mm. that's happened a lot in history. But Captain America in exactly, the forties, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it was the first time I'd ever seen that in any kind of fiction. I was like, why it just looks like he's half equipped. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. No one has just a shield. Just Googling, how do I unlock yeah. where, where can I buy a, a sword? When does Goofy get the gun? Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sure there were all sorts of other really interesting things where they were trying desperately to meld these two 
two quite different sort of <laughs> franchises and styles together. And I think that would be a really cool thing to learn about, like how they manage to stitch them together. And Disney saying, you can't do that and you can't do that and you can't do that. You know, I think that'd be, I bet there's all sorts. Mm. So I'd like to hear about that. Ashton? I would love like a true crime style documentary about what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I would love, it's like one day in rural Pennsylvania, there was a man who had an idea and then it all went tits up and you've got like like shots of someone being like, oh, it was the hardest day of my life. Mm. I was like, she was always such a good person or something like that. You know, when they get really dramatic about something. He's yeah. got the head of CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Like, he was having a great day yeah. until yeah. he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then the entire it goes, inverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it goes all funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I would love like they just interview everyone, and it's just like sometimes they just cut back to Keanu Reeves, just like yeah, I had a great time making the making <laughs> people the making such a hey, I love it. I love it. This is not how Do Keanu Reeves talks. No, hey, I'm no. Keanu Reeves. Just generic American <laughs> accent. <laughs> What's going on? It was going on. Um, I think that would be so interesting to see, like, and if anyone has any like found footage of the mm. the dev room when they're like. The game's broken. <laughs> the game doesn't work. My game, it's broken. Uh, I just, I think that would be so interesting to learn about because it's one of like the modern just catastrophes in terms of like a yeah. game release. And that would just be so intriguing to learn about like a Netflix documentary. The first part's like the buildup of the cyberpunk. And at the end of the first episode, it's like, and then it all went wrong. And then in the next episode, it's like, roommates. and they were roommates. That's right. I hadn't thought of like, disaster developments like mm. my mind immediately went to oh what would be an interesting you know Things here's how it went about. well yeah. but actually there's there, there's loads of games that i'd really like to fallout see fallout 76 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah 13 remake mm -hmm. uh yeah there's tons especially yeah. recently as well yeah, yeah. saints row Mm -hmm. That'd yeah. be interesting. <laughs> Even just sort of, I mean, it would be a bit, a bit harrowing, but like documentaries on crunch going on at like yeah. Rockstar and stuff, just seeing how bad things are there. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that would be so interesting because yeah. especially when they take it really seriously and you just think like, it's just got Keanu Reeves, like someone's made a mod of Keanu Reeves like naked. I just, I think hey, it's I'm great. Keanu Reeves. Hey, Keanu Reeves. Hey, what's up? Make a mod of me naked. Um, but in terms of ones that I feel like I could talk about, I didn't really know that much about the development process of many games but if someone was like you need to look into something it would be horizon because that's mm. obviously the go-to because you have to care about something a lot to want to do a lot of research into it so if someone was like ashton you need to write about the development process of a game i'd be like okay i'll learn about this one because that's the one i'm interested in so mm. so yeah i would like to see those if possible i would like to see those as well mm. i'd like to see both all of those mm -hmm. um i would if i was to do one myself um I've never really gotten into the reads necessarily about the development process on, on some of my favorite games, uh, purely because maybe the information just isn't that widely available. Mm. Um, but if I was to research one, I'd love to do one on Persona if that wasn't too hard, because there I already know some of the rich tapestry of that game and how it's you know spun off from the Shin Megami mm. uh, series and uh, how it didn't really hit skyrocketing success until... Three and there were lots of weird uh, translation and localization um, uh, changes, like Hitler's in. I think the second one for some right. reason, hit just Hitler's in there. Just Hitler's. They they've like they altered the race of some of the characters and stuff for the for yeah. the Western release, like all sorts of really strange decisions. And then ultimately, when they really hit their stride, it's when they stopped trying to localize it, and all mm. they did was just translate it. And people love it because it's sort of a 
a window into Japanese culture mm. uh, that you know a lot of us in the West don't aren't, aren't too familiar with, which is part of the appeal of those games now. But at one point, they were desperately trying to make them as Americanized as possible mm. and hiding the fact that they were Japanese. So I find that really interesting. Um, not only is that one that I wouldn't mind researching and producing myself, but also it's one that I'd just like to watch if mm. someone made one. Uh, but in terms of a series of games that I would like to see a documentary made about that I wouldn't have any involvement in, I would be really interested to learn about the WWE games. I would just be really interested to learn what the annual, practically annualized process was of, of building a game like that with different characters and the shifting landscape of what it was like to work with WWF and then WWE. I, I would just find it all very interesting. So that's one that I would like to see if I could. Mm. I've got one as well that's not a, a game, a specific game, but I'd really like to see a documentary just on the career and exploits of Peter Molyneux. Yes. Just everything <laughs> he's worked on. like Make Alex edit it. Yeah. Loads of talking heads for people who worked under him. Mm -hmm. Fable, when he's saying, if you plop an acorn on the floor, a tree will grow there like many, many game hours later. And the developers are like sitting in the back going, what is he talking about? Yeah. That's not <laughs> real. Yeah. Uh, Project Milo the whole goddess thing and the curiosity cube. There's mm. so much to go at with that man. Mm -hmm. um, and No Man's Sky as well would be an interesting one. Yeah, yes. I was to say No Man's Sky, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's difficult. I mean, those can be talked about. Obviously, documentaries are made all the time about things that happened in the past where there isn't footage from inside yeah. uh, mm. necessarily. But uh, I think the, the documentary Raising Kratos that uh, Sony produced for the 2018 God of War mm -hmm. deserves an awful lot of praise because they documented that entire process. And it's available on YouTube for free. It's like an hour long and it's fantastic. It's really just goes to show how many twists and turns are involved in, in the development of a game like that. Uh, so I really do hope that some of these bigger studios do embed documentary crews yeah. in, in some of these bigger titles and to have the the footage of stuff happening inside like at the time like i've been watching that um industrial light and magic documentary mm. recently and fortunately there's loads of stuff even though that was way back in the 70s there's loads of stuff there that has been filmed and and that's really cool to see like just having a you know literally behind closed doors seeing into these studios and stuff yeah uh, it'd be great to see with loads of gaming developers absolutely mm. Well, it's time for a brand new section, isn't it, Ashton? It is. It's a section we like to call What We Play In. Mm. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what video games we have been playing. Peter, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've continued to play a little bit of, Ashton, you ready? Brick Tales. Woo! Thank you very much. I, know, I feel so left out. Yeah, well, I yeah. just I just don't understand. No, something It just doesn't make any sense. Some, some sort of duck reference. Yeah. He had a magic wand once in a cartoon. Mm. Uh, that song's been in my head all week as well. I keep singing really? it to myself. <laughs> um, I'm I'm enjoying it actually. Like the more I've got to grips with it's it's in spite of the bad controls and like I've had to really just learn what you can and can't do with this control system and that still objectively is a bad thing and shouldn't mm. be the case. Uh, but because I've now just like got my head around like the bad way that this game controls when you're building stuff. Mm. Um, I'm now able to kind of just have a really nice time. So yeah. finding it very relaxing, just chilling out, going from world to world and stuff, building building things. Um, and I also uh, played a little bit more. Uh, I can't remember if I said in the previous podcast. No, I think this is maybe since then. I, I finished my run of um, Dark Alliance 2. I think that's since last time anyway even if it isn't 
since I've finished it, I've uh, you can import your character in a kind of new game plus. And I've gone back just to kind of like max out my character and, right. and uh, just mm. just for the fun of it, really. But uh, so, yeah, played a little bit more than that, more of that, having already finished it. Um, but yeah, I think just just those two. Um, Did you say you started playing Plague Tale Innocence? Oh, yeah. Like I played a, a tiny bit of it and then it was it was late and I was tired. So, I mean, hardly anything. But um, mm. I mean, the, the first few moments of that game are <laughs> quite good. And I'm just sort of dreading. Well, I say dreading, that's a bit strong, but I just know that you guys thought it went on too long. And well, like, it was mm. going fine. Yeah. Like, you'll enjoy most of the game. If you get into grips with it, you'll enjoy most of the game. And then it's just like right at the end. Yeah. Just right at the end. And I've just got this, like, kind of sense of foreboding that, like, even if I'm going to enjoy myself now, there's something coming. Uh, <laughs> well, know, James tells me the second one is twice the length. Mm. Yeah. Which is hor- horrifying to me. <laughs> mm. Terrible news. <laughs> yeah. There's more of it. Um, so, yeah, I did actually play a little bit of that the other day and I've not uh, gone back to it since, but uh, I will be going back to it. So, yeah, tiny bit of that too. What have you been playing, Ashton? Well, uh, thank you so much for asking. I have been playing some more Saints Row. Still love that game. Still broken. The human horn is great. The human horn is so good. Um, we've been doing all of the like, the kind of like, what are they called? Ventures and their weird thing of like, go and get car with tow truck. Go and steal van full of toxic waste that kind of thing and we're just we're just doing it i don't know if my boyfriend's enjoying it but i'm dragging him along for the ride anyway um there was a big disney dreamlight update yes. yesterday so last night when i got home from work i made myself some tea and played some more disney dreamlight uh, they've introduced scar and annoyingly what they've done with his first quest is it takes like four days to finish the first quest because you have to wait for something to like grow in the ground and that takes apparently in brackets. It says this may take a few days. Oh, don't yeah. like that news. Bad news for me. <laughs> However, they did fix as I finished Moana's quest. Oh, yes. excellent. Uh, so she's done with. I've not got to talk to her anymore. She can just do her own thing. Are the um, characters voice acted in that game? They some of them are, but they don't have like full voice acting. It'll just be like, hey, hey there, and then right. they'll do a thing. But some of them are voice acted by their actual, like voice actors well, like Scar Moana is Jeremy Irons like mm. I'm sure they probably didn't get him in but I don't uh, know well some of them are like sound alikes like mm. uh, Maui's not voiced by The Rock but Moana is voiced by the girl who voiced Moana right so there's like a couple of them are like almost correct like Patton Oswald uh voices Remy they're from Ratatouille so yeah. he's in it um but there is like the odd one that you're like doesn't quite sound correct but for the most part it's almost almost there um yeah, the game is, I don't know if it's because everyone was playing it again because there was an update and everyone was like look, playing the game, but it was quite buggy. Um, they fixed the bugs that we knew of and now there's new ones. So that's good. Oh. Uh, just like the odd thing that will just kind of happen. There's like new um, items and stuff that they've introduced that are kind of annoying. Um, like one of them only, you can get like rich soil if you harvest your like crops but you have to harvest crops to get the rich soil so it's kind of like a bit confusing but for the most part it's fine um and then i've also been playing some mario and rabbids sparks of hope um read a quick scope of that is on the channel and um, i've played the first and the second area of the game i've kind of just finished some of the main story on the second area i like that game um i don't love all the changes they've made to the series i wouldn't even say it's a sequel i'd say it's like kind of a new game if you will, because a lot of the mechanics are just completely brand new. Mm. Apart from 
the same characters from the beginning the, the first game and you know there is obviously story continuation at the beginning of the game into the, the second game i do think that like it's a completely different game <laughs> like there's, there's all new mechanics everything's different none of the weapons are the same um none of the like it's but it's completely new nothing's the same so um i am enjoying it but i do think that if you enjoyed the simplicity of the grid system in the first game it might be quite the adjustment periods to get used to the like fluid movement and that kind of thing but it, i do i am enjoying it and i am going to play some more so yeah that's what i played this week i also downloaded plague's tale requiem to play but i thought disney games out i'm gonna play my disney game instead of the rat game <laughs> the rat game <laughs> That's what I've played this week. Wonderful. Uh, I had some friends up over the weekend and I played some Elden Ring, mm -hmm. uh, which was very fun. We were basically just trying to get my friend who was fairly late in the game to the finish line. That was the goal. We didn't manage that because we only had one evening uh, to, to do it. And uh, we got stuck on that flipping giant frost giant man uh, who rolls around and has a big shield and he's got like an eye in his tummy and he fires like fireballs at you and stuff uh i found that a challenge when i played it on my own through the first time but it only took me a few attempts to actually do it but then with the same character huge like way more powerful with all the the, the game i've played since uh, i was at that point initially uh, and with two other people, it's really bloody hard. There's mm. something to be said for mm. playing in co-op, actually making a lot of the bosses really, really hard. And I know it scales stuff up. I was say, does it scale to the highest le level player? Not entirely sure. I think it should scale. If you if you summon people in, it scales people up to your level or down to your level. Um, but I know that the, the the difficulty is cranked up when there's more than uh, more than one of you playing through, and mm -hmm. that boss was so so hard does it change um, boss behavior or is it just like their health and damage? i think it's just health and damage right. and also they're um, they're way more unpredictable as well because mm. they're they're trying to fight several people yeah at once. Mm. so you you know if you're sometimes they'll just come for you and come for you and come for you when your friends are like hitting them in the back and you have no chance to heal and sometimes you just get one shotted and then you're dead <laughs> even though you're you know level 3000 or whatever uh, so that was a real challenge but we did we did get him through through a, a huge portion of it um which was good i think he did he end up killing that boss i think he might have done actually we did we did get through that one in the end and then we got to another one um which was really hard. So we just mm. we just called it there, basically. Uh, played a little bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, uh, that great uh, sort of side-scroller. Um, only played like a couple of levels of that, but that was fun. Uh, played the first chapter of Plague Tale Requiem, which is available in Quipscope form now on the channel and on the podcast feed. I didn't dislike it from what i played but all the reviews i've said uh, i've seen sorry i've said wow this this game's so much better than the last one and yeah, it right. really feels very much like the same game so far mm. i know james has played more of it and they add some additional mechanics in but in terms of like kind of general gameplay clunkiness and some weird visual stuff i didn't really feel like i was playing a, a new game with the benefit of a, you know a few years of development it felt very much like this was just a 1.5 or just an epilogue on the end of the first game mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to playing more and Did seeing how i get all on. 300 000 rats not yet in i haven't actually seen game, any rats in the first game they could only ever load 5 000 rats mm. 
But in this game, they can load 300,000 rats. I have seen that rats. number going around, yeah. Which may explain why the frame rate isn't very good yeah. as well. That's too to many rats. That. It's too many rats. 5,000 was fine. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I, I didn't dislike what I played, so I'm, I am looking forward to playing more. But mm. uh, there's so much there's so much out. I don't have time. I've got to finish off the Last of Us remake. Mm. There's flipping new tales from the Borderlands this weekend, and then there's something else yeah. next isn't week as well. Tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. at the time of recording mm. should be out right now and Gotham Knights is coming out Gotham soon. Knights is out soon it doesn't stop it simply it doesn't. doesn't stop and then after that God of War there's literally know, no, there's no, no, there's no there's no time at the beginning of the year when it was like constant stuff coming out mm. well we had like a real lull over the summer so of nice. just not a lot happening we were like playing we were all playing like old stuff catching up on stuff and now it seems like for the rest of the year there's basically something coming out every few days. There's no so. time. I want to play The Last of Us before the end of the year. And then, yeah, there's God of War as well. And, yeah. And mm. there's so much next year as well that yeah. got pushed. So yep. it's going to be a busy... February, March next year are going to be busy as yeah. well. It's ridiculously busy. It is. Uh, it's now time for question two. It is. It comes from Steven Skodes. Hi, Bap. Lately, I've been playing Fallout New Vegas via streaming through PS Plus Premium. It's been fun playing it again, but I have some issues with it. The frame rate drops many times, and when inactive for a while, the game closes, but the time of inactivity is never the same. There hasn't been a warning that the game is about to close due to inactivity. I'm starting to think that part of the service is... I'm starting to think that this part of the service is really not worth it for playing older games. What has been your experience with this part of PlayStation Plus service? Um, if you haven't tried it, would you utilize it for playing older games or would you just play them on their original hardware? Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Um, I don't have any experience of the new upgraded uh, fresh version of the service, but I did play PS Now some years ago when the latency was a bit more noticeable. Um, played some Bioshock and it was like... It was okay. I probably could have got through the game, but I did notice that there was a slight lag on stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but since then, I've not really streamed any games, I don't think. Um, if I was to use the service, though, it would certainly, here and now, it would, the thing that would uh, kind of tempt me would be to play older games and particularly much older games. You know, if they improved their back catalogue of PS1 and PS2 games, I'd be sold. Um, uh, and I guess PS3 stuff that I missed as well, because I had a 360 at the time. Uh, but um, I am, once I'm post house move and I'm in a in my new place, I'm thinking of buying a load of old hardware and just getting it all set up. So mm. even then, like there wouldn't be any advantage to me if suddenly they were like, hey, now you can play a bunch of stuff from the PS2 or whatever. I'd be like, well, I've, I'm all set up now. I mean, I do have a PS2 as things stand, but I never really had it set up in a nice way to like just sit down and play it on the sofa. It was always a faff. So yeah, once I've got it all like done, I can't really see me wanting to, you know, sign up for premium uh, or certainly not with old games being the incentive to do so. So um, yeah, I don't know. I've not, I've not tried it myself and I don't know if and when I will or what will bring me to do it. Um, I'd sooner get Game Pass first, which I also don't have. So that's, that's a priority to me over premium. I have played some stuff on PlayStation Premium because my boyfriend has it and we just share it essentially. Um, so we've played in PlayStation Extra is the first tier up, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, we've played some Returnal, which we've had fun with, but we've downloaded that game. We haven't streamed it. But there was a couple times that I was uh, back in Leicester and we streamed a couple of games and there definitely was like frame rate issues, but the games that I was streaming weren't very frame rate intensive. It was like 
Viva Pinata, which isn't very intensive on anything. Um, Ben, my Ben, has been playing quite a lot of Sly Cooper, but I think he's just downloaded it. He hasn't been streaming it because streaming is unreliable at the best of times. It's probably not like the way most people want to play a game. He'd probably rather download it, as would I. So I haven't experienced streaming it very much, but then there hasn't been many games where I've been like mandatory to stream it. Like we've not played any PlayStation 3 games really. So we've not had to stream anything so far. But when I used to stream things on uh, now, there was always kind of like weird laggy issues or just like some delay in the controls and stuff. But is to be expected with streaming nowadays. I don't really stream on Xbox Game Pass either, to be honest. I've done the odd streaming thing when I've like not had my PC with me or I've had my laptop or something. But um, for the most part, if your internet isn't good enough, you're not going to have a good experience anyway. And not every internet provider is going to be good enough and is going to be reliable enough to have fun playing a game the whole time but it does sound like it doesn't necessarily work that well which is a shame because they were like you can stream all of our games how exciting and then gave us a mediocre selection of games and then also haven't perfected their streaming software so yeah it's it's a shame but i think i just don't know many people that have paid playstation premium at like the rate that they were asking for um, so I don't know. I just, I don't know how well this model is going to last to be honest, or how long we're going to have this set up because I just don't see it working that well for the majority of people, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I haven't, uh, subscribed to extra or premium and I have no current interest in doing that. Um, I think as we said before, if a game was put on extra that I really wanted to play and mm-hmm. the cost of upgrading for a month was less than buying yeah. a game, then it would make financial sense to do that. But until that happens, then there's way too much to play anyway. I've not streamed anything through premium, but like Peter, I've used PlayStation Now back when that was a thing. Mm. Um, I streamed Tearaway uh, I think in 2018, I remember giving that a go, and that was really laggy and kind of unplayable and it kept disconnecting uh i did give oblivion a go last year just out of curiosity because i had playstation now because mm. mainly just to download some games that i wanted to play like near and uh, uh gravity rush but that seemed to run okay it seemed to run fine but then what you're dealing with is is that it's you know it's the ps3 version of oblivion which isn't mm. which isn't the best full mm. stop they need to find a way to make backwards compatibility work. They need to find a way to to allow you to download these games and play them from your console because, as you guys have said, the people's internet is just not good enough to stream these games. And uh, as Stephen says, if the service itself is kind of all over the place in terms of it just closing things down, then that's a terrible user experience and people aren't going to want to do that. So I have... If I had the choice, I'd just boot it up on the original hardware over streaming, personally, until streaming gets to a, a far more stable point. However, my preference would be that they sort backwards compatibility out and just let you download this stuff as uh, with everything else on Plus and Extra and Premium and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be my preference. It's time to move on to something a little bizarre. A little peculiar, perhaps. And a little bit new. <laughs> it's weird news. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us on social media. That's Twitter and Facebook. And we might read it right here and give you a shout out. Additionally, if you want to guarantee a shout out, you can support us on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump at a certain tier and become a podcast producer. Here are the podcast producers this week. Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Walco. Nicole Hansen. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody Elbonet. Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philipping. Thank, Thank you, you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. Before Peter goes, yeah, I want to talk about I something. think Ashton has something to show and tell. Do so yes. you guys remember, like a month or so ago, when my weird news was about how Randy Pitchford's, well, Gearbox were auctioning off Randy Pitchford's worn shirts yeah. um, for charity? And I, as a joke, bid on two of them, um, a grand total of £16. A very low amount. On two shirts. For two shirts, yeah. Um, And I got an email a few weeks ago being like, hey, congrats, you won. So I gave them my £16. And both they, shirts, by the both way. Shirts both shirts cost shirt. me That's 16, not 16 pounds, pounds per in a, shirt. In a bidding lot for two shirts. That's two independent bids. One of where the six highest pounds bid and one was of ten six pounds. and one was ten. Yeah. The interest was high. Yeah. Well, this is after they said, we recommend or we we suspect these will go for around what, 400, 400 pounds. Pounds, $400 each. Yeah. yeah. And then the other day, a parcel arrived to me from FedEx from America that contained my two shirts. I've only got one of them because I took the other one home already. But um, they valued on the customs notice on these two shirts, they valued them at $400 each. Six pounds. $800 apparently this this was worth. This package. And they definitely spent more money sending it to me because I didn't pay any postage or packaging. That's got to be such a... I don't know much about Randy Pitchford, but from what I've learned and from what I've observed... This has got to be such a huge blow to his ego. Yeah, hundred percent. But like they, it's so they sent upsetting. out like what 40, 50 shirts they were auctioning off. Why I, does a man spend thousands well, of pounds on these? You shirts? say that. I then googled the company that make these shirts. These shirts 
do cost upwards of two hundred dollars for a shirt. But Randy's worn them, so they're well Randy's gone worn down them. in value. <laughs> yeah, no, they've exactly. gone up. They've doubled in value. Like, they're now worth sixteen pounds. So I'd like to show you one. That I, I'm gonna have to stand up because it's, it's massive. very Randy. Right, cover your eyes. It, it is loud. Here it is. Oh, wow, so loud. Does it smell like him? Smells like it was freshly laundered and pressed because it was like perfect. Yeah, but these are all like brilliant. kind of like embroidered in or yeah. like printed on. And then the back has this giant oh. like embroidered section just on the weird like right. Oh, right yeah, it's shoulder. not even in the center of the shirt. No, the other one's blue and yeah, I like why is that next just feet? off to the right? That's really strange. Oh, and inside, look, there's yeah. a, does it say Randy? That, well, no, that's a... the company. What's it Robert called? Robert Graham. Robert, Robert Graham. Robert Graham. Robert Graham. Yeah, it's the company, and like I say, these shirts are worth like two hundred and fifty dollars minimum. Wow. And I got it for this one cost me six pounds. I am vintage, so Ashton. glad. That's what someone said. I'm not so glad. Sorry, I'm so sad he didn't sign it. I know. Then it'd be worth at least a thousand. I didn't even pounds. get like a letter or anything. Being like, thanks so much. Yeah, because you paid six quid for it. You're you're lucky it was folded. <laughs> just <laughs> chuck it in a box. Because he was shut in his room, lock with the door locked, yeah. crying. Yeah, like, Randy, you need to and write some like, letters. Someone only no. paid six pounds, but yeah. And this one is actually going to Ben because Ben Ashton's, got a bit upset with me because I apparently told Ashton's him not to bid, which I think I said. Don't bid a stupid amount of money is what I, wanted I said. I to bid a stupid... But my and definition of stupid was like 50 quid. So then yeah. I was like, yeah. okay. Well, and then I was I like, don't bid a stupid amount of money. And then and you I didn't, didn't bid. And then I heard And Ashton then when I won, you were like, How, you told no, me not to. I was like, no, I didn't. So this is going to Ben. Thank you, Ashton. Um, this is for you. Thank you. It's an... It's a it's a big shirt. It I think it'll really, be too big for you as well. It's a really big shirt. So I'm I've not tried mine on yet. Um, I took it home and I'm debating whether or not I turn it into a crop top. I was just <laughs> I was just going to, and then just I looked at how much the shirt was cost, and I was like, oh, it's quite an expensive shirt. Make sure you hold but on to the rest of the fabric because it's worth. A I know lot. I could make a skirt out of the rest. You of the could, fabric, yeah, you could <laughs> to make be a sort of double piece. Yeah, a cohort. So there is officially actual Randy Pitchford, not even merchandise, no. real worn DNA. Uh, it's here. We've got it. We've yeah, got, we've, we've got, got a bit it. of Randy in here. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, I, I actually do have an overwhelming urge to do close-up magic now, having just I know. As soon as I got just them, I was like, I trick. need some cards. Wow, I just, I've got an overwhelming urge to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I've got an overwhelming urge to put some porn onto USB uh, stick. And then leave it in a medieval time. <laughs> Let's do weird news, shall we? Mm -hmm. uh, what yeah. you got, Peter? Uh, well, actually, I did just want to say as well, talking mm. of weird news and... Um, sort of strange characters in our universe and Billy Ray, uh, we are very much aware of the recent story of Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. Thank you to everyone who has yeah, you tagged can, us please stop. dozens yeah. and dozens of times <laughs> in the news story about we know, Billy Ray Cyrus. We know he's, he's a weirdo. We know he's a, we, we know he's a, we always kind of knew he was a we scandal were, confirmed. We were waiting scandal, for something absolutely to happen. Yeah. Just know that uh, Billy Ray Walrus, the artist, is nothing. Uh, to do. I don't think with... he engaged in nonsery. I think well, it's exactly. just weird. Billy Ray Walrus, the artist, has nothing to do with Billy Ray Cy the actions of Billy Ray Cyrus, no. the creep. Well, Billy Ray Cyrus also seemingly hasn't engaged in nonsery as such. Like, yeah. no, no. She was of age. Yeah. I, it's maybe. weird. But it's that's weird for that sure. they met when. It's okay to be uncomfortable with yeah. it. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Anyway, Kotaku, <laughs> Luke Plunkett. <laughs> Your standard weird news fair. This I like one, how we don't elaborate on what Billy Ray Cyrus has actually done. Because everyone no. knows. Everyone yeah, knows, yeah. Um, this is a, a news story submitted by me because we didn't actually get that many submissions uh, this week. It's been Send a them in. slow Send week. In. It's been a slow weird news week. Yeah. 
Fallout London cuts zombie Queen Elizabeth, Prince and comma Prince Charles. I hate when they don't use the word and in headlines. Just mm. use the word and. Mm. Fallout London <laughs> cuts zombie Queen Elizabeth, Prince Charles. We have always maintained that if she was to pass away before the mod was complete, we would change it, is the subheading. Okay, good. Fallout London, a hugely ambitious fan-made project that is making an entirely new game set in the post-apocalyptic universe, has recently had to announce a couple of slight content changes in the wake of death uh, in the wake of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. At the top of the article, there is this picture. R.I.P. Oh, her match. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Wow. A zombie queen. It's what she would have wanted Borges, to be Borges. a zombie. So would she have been a ghoul in there? That's seemingly. Okay. Uh, well, let's find out. Mm. The mod, which looks so promising, Bethesda keep hiring its members to work on actual Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> originally had plans to include zombified versions of both the queen and her son, Prince Charles. As PC Gamer report, though, those plans have since been shelved since Charles was made king, with the mod team insisting that they'd always planned for this con continency, it says. Presumably they mean contingency. Yes. Is continency this a word? Yeah. Incontinency. Incontinency. Yeah. I'll find out. Uh, out of respect. We've always maintained that if she was to pass away before the mod was complete, we would change it, Project Leads Dean Carter says in their latest development update video. It's the exercise of self-constraint in sexual matters. In sexual matters? Conti huh? Continency. Oh. So that can't be right. No. Is there any other versions of the word? Nope. Nope. Cool. The exercise of self-restraint in sexual matters. I think it's just they've missed out the G. But doesn't incontinency... Oh, there's a, there's a more detailed and more disgusting definition. Mm. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Oh. But it's, it's, it's still sexual in nature. Uh, they'd always planned for this continency out of respect. Yeah. Uh, as such, just waiting, yeah, reading the filthy definition of continency. Ah. Can I just look at it without yeah, saying sure. it? It's not that bad. I think you could read that out and it'd be fine. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, well. It makes sense because one, yeah, of what sense. incontinence means. It's just not right. a nice way of writing I it. I see. Yeah. We're yeah. all on the same. Kotaku... Use the wrong Kotaku's, word. we're all on the same page as Kotaku yeah. and what they meant. As such, here is the official announcement to notify you all that we are changing it. As to what, you'll have to wait and see. Prince Andrew. <laughs> Make him Nazi zombie. Uh, <laughs> do not expect them in there, Carter adds. There's no point asking in the comments. There's no point moaning. <laughs> this is the <laughs> official stance of the mod. It will not change. What oh, if it's restored with a family? They, they've taken Prince Ch oh, King Charles out There's as the well. There's the picture of Charles. Look at it. Uh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So these links, the links to our news stories are always in there. But also, does it not dump. make sense that the Queen, the Queen wouldn't have been alive at the time that the fallout situation happened, would she? When is it? Mm. I can't remember what year. Well, a lot of characters end up being like hundreds of years old in Fallout. Yeah, right. because, because of the... ghoulies. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because there were there were secret projects going on and the royal family had some Oh, sort right, of they were in some like, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cryo-freeze um, or something. Yeah, exactly. I can understand the decision to cut out Elizabeth. This is Luke Plunkett now. Okay. <laughs> All right, Luke, let's hear it. But if it was okay for the game to include a zombie queen and two zombie corgis... While she was still alive, it's a little odd that Charles, whose concept art you can see above and who is very much still alive, is being removed as well. Then again, who cares? 
Fallout is set in the future, when both of these people would have been long gone anyway. The bombs are dropped in 2077, and the games take place afterwards. So the development team have plenty of time to come up with new fictional monarchs, if that's what they'd rather do. Mm. Mm. There we go. Um, yes. I, I mean, if... to be fair, they don't, they, they don't have... Do they have real... President, they they don't have any real politicians in the original in the in the regular Fallout. Not games. living ones. Not no, living they, ones. They've yeah. alluded to made some yeah. past ones. Yeah, the yeah. past ones are in there, but they don't have any living ones. In. Like if, no. if JFK was in New Vegas, for example, that would probably cause a bit of a fuss. Yeah. yeah, but there are definitely some characters in there who are pre-war people, and they're yeah. not ghouls. They've just for various different science and strange reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they make their way into the Still future through yeah. cryo or drugs or whatever. How weird! Drugs. drugs. Ashton, I have some news. It comes from David Lieber, and it is from PC Gamer by mm-hmm. Rich Stanton. Mm-hmm. Man builds an IRL. Man builds an IRL Minecraft pig called Hamburghini that hits top speed of twenty miles per hour. Excellent! Wow. Controlled Excellent. by a carrot on a stick to boot. Um, can I see that photo? Please? Of course you can. Look how fast it's going. That's good. Fast. <laughs> I, like, I like that photo. Age says background. 20 miles per hour on the top corner as well. Um, <laughs> it's a good photo. It is a good photo. Electo is a YouTuber and a young man of many talents. Usually these people drive me crazy, but I quite like him. He's got a sense of humor, a lovely assistant called Joe, and happens to be a great technical engineer too. That engineering, no- that engineering know-how has now been put to use to produce a rideable Minecraft pig. Lord Above knows why he decided to do this project, although it's of a piece although oh what though it's of a piece with some of his previous work, like building a working among us imposter, but he goes for it with some gusto. And, what does that does it kill people? I don't know. So I'm also intrigued by that hyperlink. I'll have to click on that in a minute. Um but he goes for it with some gusto and breaks down what looks like a lengthy building process with a few a few full starts into a few minutes and nicknames the build Hamburghini. Mm. The most impressive part of the pig for me is an electro sticks and IR sensor in the head which can detect the 3D printed carrot in front of it. Thus, Piggy chases dinner. Then, of course, it's time to see if this pig can fly. The pig is tested at various power levels, with even 60% producing a fairly impressive top speed of 16 miles per hour. When Electro cranks the baby all the way to 100%, it hits 20 miles per hour easily, and dare I say, could probably go even faster. Naturally, Electro puts his pig to good use by trying to order McDonald's drive through while mounted, um, and he was denied, and racing our good friend Joe across several heats. Denied. I'm going to... It just says denied in brackets after the the sentence um i'm gonna give it to the pig here i'm gonna give it to the pig here although sadly there's a somewhat abrupt end to our poor kind our poor scene speedsters adventures um i assume he crashes crashes because they've not elaborated on that at all um (laughs) and then they just talk about how what minecraft is um so yeah someone built a pig that is rideable from minecraft uh Mm. it goes 20 miles per hour fantastic the thumbnail for this guy's video just says this goes too fast yeah, sometimes we uh, we put a lot of effort into our thumbnails, and uh, then you see stuff like that where it just says "you no way" or yeah. something. Yeah, like someone so, screaming. Yeah, ah, oh, the screaming face. It's, yeah, uh, it's perfect. Who, yeah. Who's what was the name of the person? Who Electo. Did? Electo. Yeah. Okay. 
You're just thrown off by the the opening paragraph that said, "Who has a lovely assistant cool. called yeah, Joe?" Yeah, like Joe again. In yeah, later, later on. on. As well. A bit yeah. weird. It's a bit strange. Strange writer. Rich. You have a bit of a man crush on Joe, do you? Yeah. I got some weird news. Uh, this weird news comes courtesy of Chris Thompson at CWT Wheels on Twitter. And it is from space.com. Cool. The official website of space and Elizabeth Howell. <laughs> Entire known universe recreated in Minecraft by 18 year old. Entire known universe. Entire, Entire known, known universe. universe. In a game where you can build nearly anything, one 18-year-old spent two months creating and sharing the whole observable universe. Christopher Slayton, 18, is a long-time aficionado of Minecraft, a game that allows people to create castles, cliffs, and cliffs, and other <laughs> objects using old-school blocks. Huh. Old-school This person blocks. does not know what Minecraft no. is. Space.com. <laughs> but Slayton is super... But Slayton supersized the effort, sorry. He created black holes, stars, and galaxies using his desktop computer and shared the epic results on YouTube and in the Minecraft Reddit community earlier this month, swiftly going viral in the process. The family-friendly Minecraft, the family-friendly Minecraft, it says, is not a traditional space game in any sense. They only talk about space games. <laughs> Space.com. But the mods Slayton implemented and shared on Patreon appear to place it among the best space exploration games out there. What am I doing with my life, Slayton said in the YouTube video, which is now pulling close to a million views. I've been sitting in this tiny, sweat, sweaty room for eight hours trying to build the curve on a black hole. Uh, Minecraft, first released in 2009, which is not a space game, remember, <laughs> and taken and taken to a wider scale in 2011, now has more than 141 million users. We know this. Uh, yeah, but I don't think she does. So no. she's telling herself this. Uh, it, it's uh, okay. It has attracted its fair share of small scale space mods over the years, like this baby Yoda in an official Star Wars DLC in 2021. Is that a space mod? It's a small scale space mod, okay? <laughs> it's not called, it's called Star Wars, Peter. It's not Ground Wars, is it? So yeah. it's yes. going to be. In That's space. a space mod. Yeah. yeah. Everyone freaks out about the power and expansiveness of the universe, which I never really got that much, Slayton told the New York Times. But after six weeks of work on the Minecraft universe and two weeks creating the YouTube video, he added, I realized even more how beautiful it is. <sighs> the first problem Slayton encountered was trying to replicate the dark and light sides of planets like Earth in a game that doesn't even, even have a source of light, not like space, which we all yeah. love. He manually put in light blocks and dark blocks, a process that took him days, only to find new issues at ringed planets like Saturn. It took me an entire day just to space out and tilt all of its rings, he said in space the video. Out. I can go on. Spaceout.com. They basically transcribed the entire, the the entire video. Uh, but Elizabeth Howell is uh, has a PhD. Uh, Doctor Elizabeth Howell. Doctor Elizabeth Howell. Staff writer. Howell. Space flight. Uh, she was contributing writer for Space.com for ten years. Uh, oh no, no no sorry she was a staff writer in the Space Flight Channel. It says I assume that's YouTube. Right. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, Only plays space games. She holds a PhD in MSc in Space Studies from the University of North Dakota and a Bachelor of Journalism from space Canada's studies. Carleton University. Mm. Space Studies is a weird name for a MSc, isn't it? Normally it's like astronomy. astronomy or something, but Space Studies. I I really enjoyed that write-up. That was a really good I liked it too. Um, even though we're sort of taking the mick a bit, it's always fascinating to see how non-gaming people yeah. talk about gaming, gaming stuff. Yeah. Now, to put it in space terms, yeah. it's a small-scale space <laughs> yeah. mod. Because sure. the story is actually 
I thought it was going to be some crazy, like procedurally generated no, thing. No, he's like, just, just built it. the universe. He's, he's done got it. a scale model of the universe as yeah. well. It's like not even. I thought it was like he'd he somehow made a black hole built. Well, not a working black hole, but like a, a fully scaled mm. solar system in mm. Minecraft somehow. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's built like s- small planets and black holes and stuff. Mm. He has, which is still cool. It's it's very impressive. But the write up was. The I've seen a lot of, of these. Story. I've seen a lot of these write-ups that are again. It's like the, it's it's like when Doom running on a such and such, but it's not actually Doom running on a such and yeah. such. It's running on a computer and just using the display mm. of something else. And yeah. the write-ups make it sound like it's mm. it's something else entirely. Yeah, Mis- misrepresenting it really. But uh, well, they have to be ready for all uh, all continencies. So exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah, you have to have a continent space plan. continency. Mm. We've got a question here from Richard Major who says, Hello, Bossaroos. Sony have released the final details for their upcoming DualSense Edge controller, including the £210 price. Mm. Or I think it's $200, isn't it? 200 and something dollars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the DualSense Edge something you'd be interested in? Would you pay £210 for one? Should anyone? Thanks, Richard. Also a Bossaroo. Thanks, says. Richard. Thank you, Richard. I would not pay £210 for a DualSense Edge controller, is my answer. Uh, I I quite like some of the things that they've done there. I like that you can customize the buttons on the back and it like, I assume it was representative in the in the ad that it like even shows a little tiny picture of like a square or a, mm. you know, you can like choose what, the, what they're going to be. Um, just to give some context as to... I mean, I don't think it justifies it necessarily, but part of the reason the price is so high is that there's a lot of there are a lot of bits that come with it. So yes. we're talking a controller, a braided USB cable, two standard caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps. These are for your thumbsticks, I think. Mm. Two half dome back buttons, two level back buttons, a connector housing, and a carrying case. Um, for all carrying case is the most exciting yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so I think. I'm I, I'm in sort of intrigued by some of the things you can do with the controller, but I would never get one. Um, I know we all know that it's never going to be necessary to have one because uh, games will be developed for people who don't have one. Therefore, it's only ever going to be a bonus. Um, and yeah, it might enhance your gameplay abilities, but I think it's unlikely that there are going to be games developed where if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to play. Um so there's no particular incentive for me personally to get one. I'm not, I don't consider myself a pro you know, gamer, a pro gamer. Maybe I would be if I bought one of these, mm. but you know, there'll be a certain kind of uh, gamer who will have seen that and thought, hell yes, my time has come. You know, now I can do what I want to do with my controller and that's great. But for me, it's, uh, it's not, it's not my scene. Uh, also just for comparison, the Xbox elite wireless controller series two Costs 160 pounds, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but doesn't have. Doesn't strictly, have a carry case. Well, I was going to say, it doesn't have strictly like for like technology, and no. also maybe it doesn't have a carry case. Yeah. So, you know. the, the real value is in the carry case. Yeah, that's, that's it what is. I'm saying. It is. That's what I'm saying. Um, Are you going to get one, Ashton? No. I <laughs> feel the same about the like games that use the controller's mechanics. I don't think a lot of games use the current PlayStation 5 like yeah, bang average true. controller mechanics. So I don't know if I'm going to use these extra flaps or anything, really. Um, also, I tweeted about this. I feel like I'm too stupid to have to do my own controls. Uh, I like the controls how they are. 
I can't go from using a PlayStation control to a Nintendo Switch without using the wrong buttons all the time. So I would rather they just did the controls for me and I'm not going to worry about any extra flaps or whatever that nonsense. I just have the B button, the circle buttons where the circle button is, the square buttons where the square button is, the X button where the X button is, and the six others how they are. That's what I would like. I don't, I don't care about all this other nonsense. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm too stupid. So I would rather they just give me my regular controller for... £60 uh, and not have to pay half of a PlayStation 5 to get a new controller. Mm. Do you know what I would have liked them to do? Is to do the Dead Zone control as a firmware update, if that's physically possible, I don't know. Because uh, we had a PS5 controller that just got massive drift, didn't we? Do you remember? We replaced mm. that one oh, that yeah, was just scrolling it. to the right. And if we'd been able to just like widen the Dead Zone, that probably would have fixed that issue. Mm. Um, don't know if anyone else has ever had controller drift on their PS5. I don't think I have. No, well, I haven't I've got, We've got one controller that we got when we first got the PlayStation 5 that is definitely starting to right. head on over to the right-hand side a bit too <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, so, you know, it would be nice. That's no use to me, the fact that the new technology has, like, a dead zone control, like, when I've got my standard controller, which may or may not start to drift one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so that would be great as a little bonus firmware update as I say if that's actually possible yeah. I don't know if that's how hardware and software works but you're a big fan of the controller Ben yeah, you, have, you, you have many of sorts. them I have a number of controllers are you going to get one? Uh, no I am not no because <laughs> that is an obscene price I'm not saying that it's bad value it's not good value for money necessarily because mm-hmm. it certainly looks like you are getting your money's worth mm. however the market for this thing is small mm-hmm. and it's weird that they've publicizing it so widely as if it's a really big thing that everyone should want because given the state of the world at the moment releasing a controller for 200 it was 210 pounds yeah releasing a controller for 210 pounds when your pr record isn't the best lately is just going to draw criticism and and mocking basically Mm. and I do think that it's long overdue that Sony had an official controller like this. Uh, they own Evo, so clearly they're interested in competitive uh, gaming. And there, as I said, there are definitely people who who will want a controller like this. However, those same people may not want to spend £210 on it. And I don't know how long Sony are even going to support this necessarily because I have a horrible feeling that they'll release this and then they'll just pretend it never happened yeah. <laughs> because they released a back button attachment for the DualShock 4 for the PS4. They produced those in extremely limited quantities. They weren't very expensive in the grand scheme of things. It just clipped onto your controller. Um, but the only way you can get it now is from third-party sellers on eBay who are gouging it, basically. Mm. Uh, I don't think Sony... Sony's clearly invested a lot of money in actually making this, but I just think that there was a better way to market this rather than you know on all their social channels just like hey here's the new really cool controller 210 pounds and everyone's like what are you what are you talking about that's insane uh silly and in fact i i have heard it may well have actually been in reply to one of your did you tweet about this yeah I think it may have been in reply to that. Someone said that they bought um, one of the fancy Xbox controllers and then they just left it as stock and didn't move anything around on it mm-hmm. because they were like, I don't know why I bought this. Yeah, uh, And that's probably what I'd end up doing is I'd want all my buttons in the same place. I don't play Call of Duty nearly enough to warrant having back buttons. I don't play uh, competitive games all that often at all. It's absolutely not for me and it's absolutely not for a lot of people, but it's just the almost 
why did they do this to, to themselves? Yeah, why did they so Why weird. did they not show it? I did, there's got to be a better way of marketing this to the people who would actually buy it rather I mean, we than saw, just announcing a £210 controller to everyone. Yeah, we saw a shot of it. Like they announced it at the last like showcase they did mm. that we got like, a, we're making a new controller. And then we were like, oh, interesting. And then they were just kind of waited a couple of weeks and then they were like, oh, it's £210. It's £210. £210. £210. By the way, yeah. but but you can take this, the sticks out. Look at the carry case. Yeah, well. You could put anything in here. Biscuits. Yeah. You put biscuits in here. Snackies. Yeah. Also, grip. one thing Bunchables. that I really like about the DualSense controller, it, the the base one, is um, the the like the triggers, whatever the word the is, haptic. You know, the haptic, like yeah. yeah uh, um, and presumably, so the, the 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 new controller has like a kind of a dead zone thing where you can like really shorten the so you only have to pull your trigger slightly for it to like send a pulled trigger signal um to the console presumably if you've got like a tiny little bit of trigger pull area now you won't even that probably like undoes any kind of interesting mm. squeeze nice Maybe. squeezy triggers because you're not even pulling it that far to even notice well, when you're in the competitive resistance. world of mlg gaming well, exactly Peter, yeah. those 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 adaptive triggers might actually be a hindrance in the first place well that's right what so we should really do is just get rid of the controller yeah. altogether because yeah. it's slowing us down you that's know what the we point. could this do isn't for us if you get like a little device kind of so you like drag on a table and you can like aim on the screen and then you have another device that you can control. has it got lots of buttons Whoa. on it yeah with loads of buttons on for everything and you then need. you can use it to access and your you email can, like, as well yeah you stuff. can like program it to do whatever you want that's in the game crazy. and then yeah and you can just use it on every device can you change the sensitivity of the wiggly oh yeah thing yeah yeah, yeah. you can do that too you can even have buttons you can have buttons on the wiggly thing as well to like you can just use those as well if you fancy can we name it after a small mammal yeah I don't I think we should call it the gerbil yeah That'd be cool. Does Sony know about this? I don't know. We should definitely oh like gosh. get on that quickly. It's <laughs> crazy. We mock, but uh, no, none of us are buying this. Uh, mm. Let us know if you are in the comments below. Mm -hmm. It's time for the biggest news of the week, and it's time for the big discussion. Ooh. It's big discussion time. It's time for the big video game discussion, which this week comes courtesy of Joe, our Discord mod. Thank you, Joe. Were there enough Silent Hill games being made? Heh, <laughs> it says. And will any of them reach the hype that PT got? So this week, as you may have heard, there was the Silent Hill transmission live stream. Konami finally unearthed Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. We've heard rumors for ages that Sony are going to buy Konami. Sony is going to develop a Silent Hill remake through whatever the team is called, Bluepoint. I remember Blue Point. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, that's not happening. Konami are back, and uh, it doesn't seem that they want to actually make any of these games themselves. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty much, they've contra uh, contracted third parties in, in all instances. But one, two, three, four, five different products were announced, mm -hmm. uh, including a movie. And we're going to go through them one by one and talk a little bit about them. First up, Silent Hill 2 Remake. Mm. That is officially confirmed. It's a console exclusive to the PS5 for a year, but is also releasing on PC. Uh, they are changing things. So there's a new musical style, over-the-shoulder camera. Uh, there's a new voice for James Sunderland, the main character. Uh, and it's developed by Bloober Team. Bloober. What Bloober. do you think, Peter? What do you make of it? My first question, and I'm not like a huge Silent Hill head, as that's, that's what they're called. Yeah, Pyramid um, fan. Yes, mm. indeed. Um, but... My first question is, why start at Silent Hill 2? 
three, mate. Why not start a Silent Hill one? Well, I was going to ask this question because I've never played a Silent Hill game. And honestly, I forgot this was even happening until Ben messaged in the morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably talk about that. But I didn't know that they hadn't remade the first one. I just assumed that they had and I'd missed it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had the Silent Hill HD collection, which was famously terrible. Cool. Because it was made by a developer with very little experience. And also Konami didn't have any of the original files. Mm. So they basically had to cobble it together. And it was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since then, it kind of hasn't really been touched. Interestingly, and we should plug this now, next week, uh, talking of our our amazing uh, beloved friend, Philip J. Reed, Mm. we have Silent Hill ranked. Every Silent Hill game ranked from worst to best Mm -hmm. coming out next week where you can learn all about uh, the the various games and their qualities. Nice bit of SEO there. I know, the timing is fantastic. Thank you, Konami. Um, So maybe it's partly because, uh, as you say, the, the... the clunky version exists of Silent Hill 1. I'm not even sure if Silent Hill 1 was part of that collection. Actually. I would assume to, it is, but I don't I'll know. To, I'll have to check. Um, maybe it's just because Silent Hill 2 is perhaps considered a, a better game in the tri- in the sort of original series uh, by the fans. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Silent Hill and, and the fandom to know whether that's, you know, the, the it's one. It's just 2 and 3. Just the Silent two and three. Hill yeah. So no, they didn't even like it then. Clearly, they decided Silent Hill 1 is such a masterpiece well, that yeah. it's only available on PS1 well, and you will never get it again. Well, why not just re-release it then, just in a, in its pure old form? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you could argue, you could say the same thing to an extent about Resident Evil. You know, yeah. Resident Evil 1 has not been remade in the current style, but it was remade... Um, 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but at least that's better than you know trying to play it on ps1 mm. um so maybe that's you could you could argue the same thing they've just chosen what may or may not be the the favorite of the original games i don't know um as for blooper team i mean i've never played a blooper game before um i've heard mixed things about <laughs> Layers of Fear is yeah. so good Layers of Fears Layers of Fears well, well, yeah. we've also got the Medium and uh, the Medium was pretty good the Blair fair. Witch game I've played Witch, uh, yeah. the Medium and I really thought it was kind of wonky mm. oh. um, I wasn't a huge fan this has been the, the major thing about this we heard rumours for a while that yeah, Blue were involved mm-hmm. and a lot of the online reaction has been why have you why Blueber? It's like giving the keys to God of, of God of War to like the developer of uh, of well no, that was Sony Japan so that would well, almost make sense yeah. but uh, the developer of something like um, uh, Dark Siders mm. which is yeah. is an inherently fine game but it's like why are you what are you doing yeah. why are you doing that? well that, that's my other question is why at least with this sort of main series remake never mind the rest why are konami not just completely like handling this themselves mm. i, I wonder understand... what the state of their studios is at this point. well yeah i mean i don't know I, I could understand if the other projects which which we'll get to in a bit were all farmed out to other people but you'd think this one they would really want to do that yeah. yeah look after it themselves mm. i don't know Ashton. i just wrote the word bloomer down right as my note um i thought the trailer was weird I don't know what it was. I was watching it and like I just kept thinking, oh, they're doing a big crescendo at the end of the trailer and then it just kept like starting again and there's more stuff happening. Um, but yeah, I I don't really have an affinity with Silent Hill at all. Everyone always says it's really good and I'm like, cool, I'm glad everyone else enjoys it. I'm not really bothered, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, I could completely forgot this was happening and didn't even think about Silent Hill at all. But Silent Hill 2, cool. 
Maybe I'll give it a go. I have a question for you though, actually. Yes. Um, Sony and Microsoft are currently going back and forth about Microsoft's purchase of Activision. Yeah. And a lot of fuss has been made about the fact, or from Sony's perspective, that this move will be bad for players because they will will gatekeep Call of Duty and so on. When Sony is doing stuff like this, yeah. like oh, buying yeah. exclusivity for a year, what? How? How can that not be? How can that it's not be understood as a point not in their favor? It's Devil's... such a hypocrite, like hypocritic thing of just being like hypocritic. Hypocritic. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, it's a sorry uh, continent thing. Um, I continents continents. Um, <laughs> I. I, uh, yeah, I just think it's such a weird back and forth that they've been having for this whole time. And every time Sony are like, we're making a really good point right now. Don't take it away from the gamers. Then they're like, mm, but Silent Hill's just for us. <laughs> and Devil's Advocate, you, you could at least argue that, you know, historically Call of Duty has been on, it's been multi-platform all this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's suddenly true. to take that away, that's, I think that's Sony's angle. But I I agree. I'm it's, with you. It's it doesn't such look good. The, 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 the Oculus of this uh, is, <laughs> it's really, it's just not good, is it? It's, no. uh, it's really not helping their argument at all. Even no. if this hadn't happened, I just think from the get-go, Sony have just looked sort of a bit a little bit whiny yeah, about throwing it. their toys yeah. out of the pram, it's aren't like they? unfortunately for you and you know i'm a playstation owner and i don't currently own an xbox or own game pass so i'm i'm in the camp but like unfortunately for you a purchase has been made and if it goes through and is is deemed legal then that's just how it works do you mm. know what i mean like you that's just business um yeah. broadly speaking that's just business baby baby it's just how it goes you know uh i I'm worried about the fact that Bloober's handling this personally. Yeah. I uh, I really want to play this, even though I know it's going to mess me up because all I've heard is, oh, Silent Hill is like Resident Evil, but instead of scary things that are physically happening, it's scary things that are mentally happening mm-hmm. instead. And that, that's the stuff that, I, that really gets me with horror, the psychological, psychological. stuff that stays with you. Mm. Um, so I've always wanted to try, and I did actually, I talked about it on the podcast last year when I was going through my... Uh, PS1 Classic Renaissance when I was playing a lot of Vita in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through the Crash Team, uh, the Crash Team Racing, the uh, Crash Bandicoot trilogy. And then I thought, oh, I'll give Silent Hill a go because I've had that for ages and I've always wanted to give it a try. Um, I got to the first section where you have to shoot the gun and L2 and R2 are mapped to the back touchpad and it just didn't work. Cool. So I couldn't I couldn't play any further. So I'm really excited for the opportunity to jump into two. And from what I understand, you don't need to have played one no. to no. know what's going on. So the fact it's happening at all is very exciting. And as we'll talk about momentarily, they're announcing a load of new games as well. Although maybe only one of them is going to be a, a Silent Hill game in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully this this is good and the interest in this uh generates something of a of, of a second coming of silent hill because it's uh you know resident evil did it and i think silent hill can do it too if yeah. the right teams are yeah. involved so we'll see how that how that goes next up though silent hill townfall mm-hmm. uh, this is published by anna perna oh, this um, was the weird one wasn't the one that we didn't really see much of no it was just the audio like audio recorder thing. yeah exactly something they said later uh what, there's a quote here that i've got both films uh, both the film and games are in their infancy, mm-hmm. is what the host said, translated. Mm-hmm. So we're this is a case of these games being announced way too early, I think, yeah. as we speak yeah. about a lot. Uh, but we have no dates for any of these. 
this is published by Annapurna Interactive and developed by No Code. People may know their previous games. They're a Scottish developer. They did Stories Untold and Observation, which are adventure puzzle games with horror themes. Mm. Uh, so you can imagine that this would be a similar deal. It looks a lot like their um, trailer for Stories Untold. Like their, the Stories Untold trailer has like an audio recorder in it that like someone's playing. And then I was like, hey, this looks the same as this thing. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, we don't know anything about this, but it does look very similar to that same vibe that they've got going on in Stories Untold. So, Yeah, Annapurna. I mean, I know it's that's from a publishing standpoint, Annapurna, but, you know, involved in some interesting atmospheric, uh, mm-hmm. almost ab- visually abstract games in the past. Mm. Um, so this this could come out look, being like completely a complete departure from the Silent Hill style. I It wouldn't surprise me if, like, this was, you know, had a totally different perspective and gameplay style and it was completely different. Um, but, you know, at the moment, it's just a teaser. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe some kind of puzzle game. Yeah. Um, something like that. Mm-hmm. A bit abstract. It doesn't seem, that based on what I've seen of their previous games, you, you, you aren't a physical character who walks around. You're mm. largely interacting with things and piecing together sort of a, a kind of abstract storyline. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that could work very well with Silent Hill. And a lot of people who have played No Code's previous games were extremely excited on Twitter. Yeah. It seems like a, a marriage made in heaven. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so we'll keep an eye on that in the next six or seven years. We yeah. know that comes out. <laughs> A film. It's time to talk about Return to Silent Hill. Uh, this will be coming from the director of the first movie, uh, Christoph Gans, who apparently directed Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I watched a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. funnily enough. Great film. Really enjoyed it. I liked in the in the VT when they said, Christoph's a real gamer. That's a quote I have here. Christoph <laughs> is a real gamer. Bossaroo, actually. A real bossaroo. Apparently, Christoph is a huge fan of Silent Hill, actually, mm. and has, has mm. played them all. Uh, it's the initial producer, Victor Hadida, is also returning. They talk an awful lot about how they had, not that they had to, but I got the impression they were like, oh, we were we were trying to, we we worked really hard to persuade Konami yeah. to basically let us have another go because the first movie currently sits as a 32% on Rock. I wrote Tomatoes. that. I said, did people mm. like this movie? No. <laughs> people didn't. Because didn't. Well. I think it was in one of my lists that was like terrible movie adaptations of video Well, we know games. that almost all video, even if you don't know specifically about any given movie, yeah. we know that almost all video game movies were bad as yeah. an umbrella uh, you know, consensus. So, mm. yeah. and you're only a stone's throw away from uh, Critical Nightmare director. Uh, yeah, Uva uh, Bowl. Uva Bowl. Yeah. I, in fact, I think he may have done some of the latest Silent Hill games. Like that was, I take a uh, movie. Sorry, um, maybe I'm not sure. The way they introduced uh, what's his name, Christoph uh, Christoph Gams. Yeah, they. I think his his name was like at the end of the sentence or something, and they were saying, "Oh, we're bringing back the director of the first yeah, film." Yeah, I thought and they I was were like, going to say Uva Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Uber Bar. I'm yeah, just going to have a look at what, what he's made uh, just to make sure. But it appears to be something of a retelling of Silent Hill 2 mm. uh, with a, a tortured man returning to the town. Uh, I I do not know what form this is going to take. I can't imagine it's, in, it's they, good. They've not even casted it or started production yeah. yet. So this, again, we're not going to see this film for a good few years at least. Yeah. If they've not even, they might have the storyboard and the writing done, but there's there's no cast. There's nothing sorted yet. So they were just talking about, we are going to be making a movie Here's some at some point soon. some storyboard and concept art. 
Uh, Uber yeah. Bowl did Alone in the Dark and House of the Dead. Those oh, right. are the two I'm confusing him with. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. So, no, not him. The first film, though, I'm, well, I know for a fact, con contained Pyramid Head yeah, he or was indeed the first one. Red Pyramid Thing, which seems <laughs> yeah. to now be the official name yeah, of Pyramid that's, Head. That's what they huh? called him at one point, Red Pyramid Thing. They well, were calling the him video. Red Pyramid Thing. And then later, when they had the dioramas as well, he was called Red Pyramid Thing yeah. in that, in those. Um, During the stream? Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch Konami the stream. I just officially watched. calling. Him also, the Red subtitles Pyramid were wrong thing. for for the French director at times because his accent was so strong. They were just like, I think that's what he said. And, <laughs> and I was Japanese. like, that's not that's He's not what he said. English with a French accent. I don't know. <laughs> that's not what he said. Um, but so uh, the but in the games, mm. Pyramid Head didn't feature until the second game. Yeah. Yes. So maybe that's why they're starting there because it's so iconic. Mm. Perhaps with the remake. Mm. With yeah. Pyramid. Well, yeah, that's true. But my point is that. If this is in the continuity of the first film, which maybe it isn't, maybe it's this isn't a sequel to the first film necessarily. Uh, it's kind of strange that you know the the first Silent Hill film that was made clearly borrowed stuff from the second game, and now they're making an adaptation of the second game into a film. So it's like, oh well, you've already used some of this stuff before. Mm. So I've I've got to assume, or the intelligent thing would be to. Maybe not have this as a direct sequel to the first movie, and this mm. is just this is just an ad adaptation yeah. of the second game. At least know? it's not called Silent Hill Two. At least they've they've called it Return, Return to, to Silent Hill, Hill, which it could just be like you know the name of any a film. spiritual successor yeah. or a yeah. brand new thing. Yeah. I just hope if they if it is a follow up, Sean Bean comes back. Yeah, mm. seen Bean. Seen Bean. Yeah. I haven't seen the film, but I know I have seen Bean. So there was a <laughs> clip of him in the yes. Yeah, there was. Very brief clip of his face. In the there certainly was. Uh, next up, we've got Silent Hill Ascension, which is probably the weirdest one uh, in terms of trying to piece together what it is. We oh, heard yeah. from uh, Jacob Navok, I think, mm -hmm. uh, who's the CEO of Genvid. Uh, also, Bad Robot uh, Games, which is J.J. Uh, Abrams' studio, yeah. are involved, as are Behavior Interactive, who made Dead by Daylight, mm -hmm. and DJ2 Entertainment. There's a um, lot of people involved in this one, Yeah, isn't there? it's... I feel like as a, I'll... I'll I'll explain sort of what we know about it in a second, but it basically seems to me that someone went into a pitch meeting with a load of buzzwords like social, integrated, yeah. user, live experience kind of thing. And, and now they have to try and make something like that because it sounds a bit optimistic. I uh, rolled my eyes when in the trailer there was a... a player called Hype Beast 420. Oh, yeah. Or Hype Beast and then some numbers. I was like, shut up. Let's go. Uh, so it'll be live in 20... It says live 2023, so it's not released. So that mm. tells you a little bit about what it might be. Face your trauma together. Uh, communal <laughs> fear, live real-time interactive series, change its outcomes and be a part of scenes, shape Silent Hill canon, were some yeah. of the words thrown around there. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look into Genvid, who, uh, which is the company of the guy who was who was on, on part of the video transmission thing, uh, they've made and are still making something called Walking Dead, The Walking Dead Last Mile. It's exclusive on Facebook. You play mini games to build oh. up influence points and bid those points on decisions uh, to shape the story. Right. So it's some sort of like user-driven experience. But then you've got 
uh, behavior interactive who make Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be some sort of big interactive series with some situation. kind of story that's got to make sense that people can vote on, maybe on Facebook. I don't. Yeah, well, at first. I hope it, it's not on Facebook. At first, when they were talking about live, you know, all being scared together kind of stuff, I thought they were going to say this is a game built for streaming. And so you're going to have a streamer playing mm. the game and maybe the audience can interact. You mm. did like talk a lot about stuff. streaming. So that's what I thought it was going to be. But now my understanding is that this is going to be an event experience. It's going to happen on, you know, the, the 3rd of October, 2023. And everyone has to sit down. And they that's just kind be, of what I thought It's like a well. one-off. Here's a chunk of story. This is episode one. You sit down and people are like doing stuff in the chat and like doing things to influence the story. You sit and you watch it and things happen. Mm. It affects Silent Hill canon. And then maybe there are subsequent episodes. Uh, but I think it sounds to me like it might be these sort of one shot yeah. um, live watch along things. that. Mm. But then with it, the the Dead by Daylight gameplay in there as well, somehow, yeah. maybe yeah. there's a gameplay element. It's, it's really intriguing, but it's just we know so little yeah. that we're trying to piece together what what we've been told and what the other stu what the studios involved have worked on previously. The mm. more I read about it, the more I was confused. Like I started off being like, "Oh, it's like hidden agenda kind of vibes." Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, is it going to be like the the um oh god, Black Mirror series that's on Netflix?" Yeah, Bandersnatch. I was yeah, thinking of that. Where first. you like it's like a FMV kind of thing. Mm. And then it was like, oh, is it like an event? Like everything's happening at the same time. Oh, is it like Dead by Daylight? I'm confused what's happening. Mm. So yeah, it's the more they talked about it and the more buzzwords they used, the more baffled I became. And yeah, yeah I st we're not going to know. What in there. A few squoodles in there Quite for sure. So I guess we'll find out next year what it is. We will we'll try to. Maybe it's it's the only one that has any kind of date on it. Mm. So who bloody knows? Finally, though, we had Silent Hill F. Or maybe was it? I was trying to work Silent out. Hill. It was maybe Silent Hill. <laughs> Ashton Silent Hill. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to work out if the F was some kind of musical note because it looked it was kind of flourished. Like a forte. Oh, yeah. sure. You yeah. don't write an F like that on music and it means yeah. loud. But then I copied and pasted it from a write-up and it was just fuh. So I don't right. I don't really know. Uh, anyway, Silent Hill F, we got a, a trailer. This was the, oh, and one more thing mm -hmm. uh, moment. This might turn out to be an actual proper Silent Hill mm. game. We're not yeah. sure. Uh, there was a creepy schoolgirl walking through a town, dragging a pipe. Then it cut to her sort of walking a bit further. These strange tendrils were reaching out, trying to grab her. Uh, then she was running away. Then it cuts to sort of an open body of water. And it's that same girl sat on sort of like a floaty raft. Covered in flowers. Covered in flowers. And I hope you don't have, what's the, is it? Tryptophobia. Tryptophobia. Mm. Lots of holes opening up on, gross. on bodies and, and her and lots of plants coming out of her. Uh, and then her entire face peels. I yeah. audibly, I, was, I don't know if anyone heard me. I was, I was watching it in the office when I got in and I went, Oh, <laughs> like, like a, was, it zooms in a single like tear rolls tear. down and her cheek like, and then it just goes <laughs> and her entire and face just, I was like, flops off. Oh, uh, no. It was kind of it was kind of strange. Mm. Uh, it did it did say not actual gameplay footage at the start, <laughs> oh which I think we surmised. But I don't know what it's, that um, was set. I think I read that it's set in 1960s Japan. Okay, is the the setting for this for this game um, which is interesting we'll have to see like what they do with that because obviously Silent Hill is a place no mm. like a singular 
place. Yeah, it's like a town. Yeah, so... They have had other towns. Mm, right. Yeah, they, yeah. they have okay. had different towns. It's like the... Uh, Silent Lake. Silent Lake, I see. Um, but yeah, apparently it's set in 1960 Japan, so we'll mm. see what it looks like. But it, yeah, it was a bit creepy, a bit yeah. tentacly, because she was like injured, and then they kept leaving like marks on her skin, mm. so... Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. By it. Uh, again, we we don't know much more than that, but that was... The Silent Hill transmission. Mm. What did you think uh, overall, Peter? Too much stuff. Stuff announced too early. We've talked about this before. If they people have been waiting that long for some kind of Silent Hill news, that all they had to do was come along and say, I mean, even if they just said Silent Hill Two Remake, that mm. probably would have been sufficient for mm -hmm. fans. And then maybe, oh, and here's some dioramas, uh, or maybe Silent Hill Two Remake, and then one other thing the film or one of the other games that would have been fine i think to announce all of this stuff a lot of it being things we're not going to see for a long time it's just it's what we've been talking about a lot recently on the podcast it's just too much too soon and um but i'm intrigued by um silent hill 2 remake i'm definitely going to give that a go um ascension from what we've seen at the moment looks interesting just sort of aesthetically so that looks cool. Less intrigued by... Uh, oh, sorry, not Ascension. I meant uh, F looks aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ascension I'm less intrigued by um, and uh, Townfall as well. Um, I don't know anything about, so no. you can't be too excited about mm. And the movie, I don't know. I do quite like French cinema. I think like some really interesting stuff comes out of French directors, um, especially when it's a little bit like eerie or kind of... Um, if they're incontinent. If they're incontinent, <laughs> yeah. He's a real gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that could be interesting, but yeah, I don't know. The, given the track record of the first one, yeah, you know, it's I'm not super excited. I am a bit sick of every franchise getting their own little special hour. Yeah. That I that they just talk about stuff that we're not going to see for years. Like Assassin's Creed did it the other week. Uh, Sims did it this week. Mm. No, not everyone's in the Sims world, but they did a 40-minute-long presentation just to tell us that they're introducing babies into the game. I saw a tweet cool. that said that felt like a meeting that could have been anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely yeah, did. Right. Um, yeah, so it's only taken them eight years, but they're bringing babies into the game. Good. Um, and I just don't think it needed to... Be, you don't need a whole hour to tell me that you're making some games i don't care enough about these games that you're not going to tell me about for another two years i'm not going to hear about i'm just don't i don't care i'm going to have forgotten about this by next week it was so forgettable i forgot it was even happening so like i just don't think everyone needs to do a special presentation we can just hey just release them during a conference or just do what playstation do about a blog post they don't like to tweet about things anymore just like tell us about things, like when it when is like when and if it happens. Not like in a big transmission event. There's no point. It's silly. That's the thing, though. If things weren't released so piecemeal, like oh, it's Silent Hill hour tomorrow, and then in three months' time, it's mm. going to be this hour. If if all these things were brought together into like nice big know. E3 conferences, yeah. then you wouldn't have so many complaints from people saying, "Why were there no big announcements?" You know. It was all just filler and like maybe one game I was interested in. Imagine a conference where, 
you know, perhaps a, a Sony conference, given they've got the exclusivity, where they were able to say Silent Hill 2 remake is coming. And then, you know, a couple of other things that probably are going to get announced between mm-hmm. now and next E3, just at random times, you know, that pe- people will complain less. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a, p- a pandemic thing where they were like, we can do a live show, so we will do a live show type thing. But it just, I just find them unnecessary and they just take up an extra hour of everyone's week mm-hmm. that like, we don't have time, Konami. We literally have so many games to play. We haven't got time to watch your presentation about four games that aren't coming for another three years. Please. Please. I am happy that Silent Hill is back mm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. Again, it is too early to announce these games. I'm very concerned about Bloober Team being given the keys to the kingdom. I think that's a mistake, honestly. I don't know why you would choose them. Uh, they cannot drop the ball here because they don't have a great reputation anyway which is why this is so surprising but if they fumble silent hill 2 remake surely it's done That's for them it. right for the fr- well and for the franchise surely like no way uh, you've got to imagine silent hill 2 remake considering we got actual gameplay from that is going to be one of the first out of the door uh, after ascension next year um f don't know anything about that ascension interesting but we'll see how we'll see just how much effort we have to go to to be involved Mm. because if it's a case of tuning in that's fine if it's a case of like linking your facebook and your twitch account and installing plug it like no i'm not doing i can't be asked there's got to i don't want to do that it's got to be a better way silent hill film it's gonna be bad i'm calling it right now it's not gonna be good um so many game studios now are partnering with the likes of Netflix to mm. produce limited series. Surely that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, a proper theatrical release is the plan, apparently. We'll see if that ever happens. Uh, Townfall, I, I'm not actually familiar with No Code as a developer or their previous games. I've not played them. But given the excitement shown online, I am intrigued. But it's probably the kind of game, it's not the kind of game that I would normally play. And if it's as effective as their previous games have been, I'll probably find it a bit too scary. So it's the kind of thing that I'd probably watch a playthrough of or, mm-hmm. or something we similar. Play it on joint stream if you like. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah exactly. Can we your fear friends. Thank you. Yeah, take care of me. Uh, so it was nice to see Konami sort of whirring back to life a little bit, but uh, I think it was it was kind of a strange way to go about it. And uh, either way, hopefully the future of Silent Hill Two or Silent Hill Two—that's the only one that matters. Hopefully the future of Silent Hill is really bright. And uh, make sure you watch our ranked list next week because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to maybe just play Silent Hill 1 now, like mm. emulate it. Maybe before that one comes out, might stream it and just play through that. Don't um, do it on the beta. Because, no, I won't. <laughs> I would just get a PS1 emulator and, and do it like that because I too have not played that in full. Mm. I played bits of it when I was younger and found it too scary because I was like 10. It's still scary. Yeah. On PS1, mm. it's still scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's intriguing creepy bloody game well there we are that is our big discussion let us know what you thought of everything we've discussed this week and all the announcements from this week's silent hill transmission peter's going to tell you where on the internet you can go to interact with us youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump that's where all of our content goes out both live streams and videos um when we're streaming on both channels we are modded by lord brotovich trowling badger and mr black uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, you can get a Twitch sub with that. It, well, you got one with that. You, you got might, idiot. might not be using it, but you, you can. Uh, it's in there. Go and have a look and spend it on us for free. Please. Um, Thanks. Tw- Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. 
for our social media presence. We've got video and live stream announcements on there, legacy video content, things like Twitch stream highlight of the week, bits of news, all kinds of things, mostly coming from Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. TikTok got TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump uh, to go to our TikTok where we sometimes post TikToks and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for all kinds of different re 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 rewards <laughs> will i get there it's the pepsi max is that keanu reeves uh all uh, kinds rewards. of different <laughs> rewards you can see me naked uh no you can't that's it's not one that's not. the 500 tier that we're, we're thinking of not doing it yet no um, but yeah there's loads of different tiers and they've all got many many rewards within them so go and have a look at all the options and see if one of them suits you mm. We have a website. It's triplejuMP, triplej.mup, spells jump. It's very clever. If you want to join our Discord and chat with our wonderful community, you can go to triplej.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowais. And if they tell you to do something, bloody well, do it. All right? Please. Wow. If you listen to the podcast in its audio forms, why not go to triplej.mup forward slash podcast? And to catch up on our live stream VODs, go to triplej.mup forward slash VODs. And to check out our cameo, we're all on cameo, as is James Jenkins. You can go to triplej.mup forward slash cameo. And big news, we have some new merch. Look it. We're, we're all holding it up or wearing it. Oh, I'm holding this one up too. Look. What's see? that? Oh, you got it there. I didn't want to put it on because I didn't want us all to be matching. But Yeah, uh, that would be rubbish, be really wouldn't it? The first Strange, time we've ever matched. Embarrassing. Um, we have a This Is Legs t-shirt. This is This Legs t-shirt. Sorry, Is This Legs t-shirt. If you want to check out if these are legs. And we also have some pins of me. Little me. Ashton holding a knife. Me holding a, a knife. There's two types. There's an orange t-shirt one with a golden knife and the black one with a green knife. And we've confirmed that the orange one is not a special random one, which no. we used to do or we have done in the past. You yeah. can just get that one if you want it. You so. can. You can go to triplejumpshop.com to get this new merch. And make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for when we post hilarious merch announcement videos <laughs> and also any merch announcements. Yes, absolutely. We will have a, hopefully, a winter merch drop mm -hmm. uh, later in the year you know we you, it would, well, i don't know what we're i don't know if i could say talk about any of it actually i was gonna do some i was gonna allude to it but maybe not right uh but it's coming there's this is a mini drop and there'll be some more merch coming soon mm. so keep an eye out why not follow peter and ashton on instagram and twitter at that peter austin and at scrambled ashton and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every monday tuesday wednesday thursday streams every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday being the joint stream blaze it on youtube monday tuesday wednesday friday being solo streams on twitch worst games ever is fortnightly friday for patrons of a certain tier sunday for everyone else the podcast every saturday and we do shows all the bloody times so come and check them out why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, and we really appreciate it. Merch, it's out. Go get it. Tat appeal, it's open. Come get it. We also just um, tweeted out a games list of the games that we already have because mm. a few people were asking about that. It has been added to the pinned comment of the announcement video and also the description of that of that video. If you are not on Twitter, where you can, it is, however, it. not every game that these two have ever played in a. 
on a worse game. Yes, it's I didn't just go back all the jump. way through t- years and years of history. It's just triple jumps. So there might be ones jumps. that they so have. There's no vidiots or uh, what culture stuff on there. No. Nope. Yeah. So we've had we've had some tat already. It's very exciting. Thank you mm. so much. Uh, and go check relevant videos and social channels to find out where you can send your tat. The cutoff is the. 18th of November. 18th of November. November. Uh, Additionally, the writing job, the cutoff is the 24th of October, which I believe is the Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So make sure you get your submissions in. You haven't got much time left. Thank you to everyone who submitted already. We'll get back to you soon. Not immediately as soon as the date closes, but soon. We'll get back to you soon. This week on the channel, we've got uh, an October spooky Halloween video, haven't we, Peter? We have. I had to wear a horrible mask. Uh, I actually had to wear it again yesterday at time of recording to do the thumbnail photo. And it made you sound well. Well, yeah. And then for the like for about three hours, and then I got better later in the afternoon. But for about three hours, I felt really unwell. And I think it's for unrelated reasons. But Ben is saying no. It, it was, was definitely the it's mask. It's definitely mask sickness. Mask sickness, yeah. It smelled of latex and so did I. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wear a spooky mask and have to play a video game, unable to see it, basically. Mm. Uh, in fact, Little Nightmares 2 is the video game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come come check it out. It should be out right now. Additionally, we have three quipscopes this week, don't Whoa. we, Ashton? We do. We have Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Scorn, and Plague's Tale Requiem. You can see us playing the game and also hear us talking about them on the podcast and YouTube channel. Yes, absolutely. There's just enough time, Ashton, to talk to us about this week's sponsor again. Of please. course, coming as an Xbox exclusive versus the new Sony exclusive of Silent Hill. It is, of course, Silent Phil Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Phil Spencer, can you hear me? <laughs> he can't no. answer. He's silent. No, no he's, he's in not. he's in court at the moment mm. for, you know, this, the game stuff for yeah. Activision and that. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you again next week. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.